Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Hi, I'm Lot, Lady of Tarth, hyphen posts on Tumblr or at the Lady of Tarth on Twitter. I am joined with Guile. Hey, I'm Guile, and I tweet at Door Podcast. And Devin. Hey, this is Devin, GD Harpo on Twitter. Wonderful. Welcome both. We are rereading Bran 5 from A Game of Thrones. And heads up, uh, spoilers for everything. Um, I don't believe we need a trigger warning for this one, but you never know. So just so you know, if, you know, the discussion of rape comes up, we will talk about it. Or if there's actually there's a lot of violence in this one. So, yeah, trigger warning for those things. (laughs) Okay, so we have um, Bran and Rob and Theon and company going out for a ride. And this is the first time um, Bran is going to try out his newly designed saddle um, that uh, Tyrion came up for him. And uh, the dire wolves are with them as well. And they talk about like kind of walking through the winter village. And it's really quite, um, there's not a lot of activity. It's kind of quiet. There's just a few villagers around. And there's this moment where Theon looks out at a couple of these uh, young serving girls and kind of, you know, calls out to them and making one of them blush. So it's pretty much implied that, you know, he's... You know, fucked one of these girls. <laughs> well, and it's Kira, isn't it? And we meet her um, later on, unfortunately, for her. Mm, yes, yeah. yeah. What, doesn't it specifically say, um, like, she squirms like a weasel yes. in bed? Oh, yeah, it's but, not um, implied. It's definitely... in the street. So, George really wrote, she's a shy in the street, uh, streets, but a freak in the sheets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, is, that is what he wrote. <laughs> was it squirms like a weasel? Weasel, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, that's, like, not sexy at all. <laughs> <laughs> at all. Weasel. Of all no. the animals, like a fox, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no thoughts? No, I'm just kidding. Okay, I'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me hanging on that. Worms like a cat that when you're trying to cut its nails. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Rob kind of like shuts him down. He's like, not in front of my brother, please. Um, Bran knows that Rob likes Theon, but he's never really warm to him. Um, Rob shares the news of the death. Okay, so this is definitely a turn, a more somber turn in the conversation because um, Rob finally shares news with Bran what has happened in King's Landing. Um, He learns that Jory and Will and Heward were murdered by the Kingslayer. And uh, it's incomprehensible to Bran that, you know, Jory is dead. Jory specifically is, you know, he was quite well loved by all Mm -hmm. of the Starks. Um, he also learns that his father was really badly injured, and Rob promises Bran that he will not let this be forgotten. And, um, I mean, there's a couple of moments, too, like, as they're kind of riding together, where Bran is constantly looking at Rob and just thinking about kind of the change in his character. Like, he talks, he's got more stubble, his voice changes when he has to, you know... He's 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 stuck in that place where he's you know no longer a boy and is becoming a man, and his brother is noticing these changes. 
And it's not, you know, in the next little bit too, I think it's, it's nice that not nice isn't the right word, but I like that, you know, Rob is telling Bran the truth, but he's also starting to like confide in him as not an, not an equal, but just like, he obviously like for as young as Bran is like Rob really respects him Mm -hmm. and like respects his opinion. I feel like, which, I mean, my God, a 15 year old feeling like that way for his eight year old brother. Uh, Rob's a saint, basically. Yeah. Well, Bran must be like, um, must be like a special child, though, too. Like, you know, must be something about Bran that would make yeah. Rob wanna, you know, treat him not mm-hmm. like an eight-year-old kid brother. Yeah. So, see, uh, Rob tells Bran that Theon thinks he should, you know, call the banners, and Theon adds that if Ned dies, Rob will be the Lord, and you know, this is a bit of like callous like the delivery is quite callous you know that Theon's just like yeah well if your dad dies Rob's gonna be the lord gonna be the boss so it's like really upsets Bran and he -hmm. wishes that his mother was back and you know he reminds Rob that you know both their father and their mother uh, listened to Maester Lewin's counsel and he should maybe you know listen as well so um, Theon calls uh, Lewin as timid as an old woman, and then Bran reminds Rob, oh, uh, yeah, again, that he just, you know, he, he listened to his counsel. Let's see, um, so they go into the woods, and they plan to call them back and then head on, you know, back to the castle. And um, as they're looking for the, the wolves, Bran comes to a stream, and it kind of like felt like a hit hit to the gut almost because it's a place that Jory had brought them to to fish, and he starts tearing up and he you know he kind of gets sad thinking about that and then he's also his mind turns to John wondering you know am I ever going to see John again? And then we have Rob who leaves to follow um, a howl that he hears of summer. And he leaves Bran alone, you know, knowing that Theon and the others aren't too far behind. And at this point, this is when Bran hears some rustling in the leaves, thinking that it's Theon and the others. And it it turns out not to be. It's a group of scraggly-looking men and women. And um, they want Bran's silver pin and his horse. And that's when Bran's like, I can't give you my horse. And the tall woman, who we know is Osha... Um, points at the straps, holding him in and saying, you know, well, it looks like he actually can't get out of there. <laughs> and uh, Brandon, uh, Brand says, I'm Brandon Stark of Winterfell, and you better let go of my horse or you're all dead. And the gaunt man says, only a Stark would be fool enough to threaten where a smarter man would beg. And one of the women, the shorter woman, cuts off, uh, cuts him off. Uh, actually, this is kind of She's not, she's not very nice. <laughs> she's no. like, she's like, that's putting it quite uh, timidly, but <laughs> she's like, let's cut off his, co- let's cut off his penis and put it in his mouth. That'll shut him up. And <laughs> the tall woman thinks that, you know, well, maybe he'd be a valuable hostage to Mance. And the big man calls Osha a fool that the White Walkers don't care if they have hostages. So this was a lot. So I'll stop here. <laughs> Well, and poor Bran, because it's not even just like, I mean, the fact that, you know, we get him basically talking about like, I love my pretty pony and she's so awesome. And then, you know, like they want to take his pretty pony, and, <laughs> you know, her, you know, 
like I, like he cares about a silver pin, but you know, like just the fact of him having to give up this horse that's been specially trained and, you know, just allowing him to have this, this freedom that he hasn't had since the fall. And then for them, you know, to immediately threaten like this thing that he probably holds most dear is, you know, just really, you know, kind of heartbreaking for him. Yeah. I mean, this is like, you get a sense this is the closest to happy that he's been in quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just even, you know, how happy he is to have this alone time with Rob, like when they're, when they ride out ahead of Theon, like that really means a lot, you know, that means a lot to Bran, like just to have, to have Rob to himself. Like, obviously that's like really, you know, really important to him. And it's just always seems like the two of them have, you know, like much how we see with Arya and John and their kind of special relationship, it has always seemed to me like Bran and Rob have a very special relationship too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, one of these big guys cuts at the straps in, um, that Bran is in, and it opens up his leg in the process, but, you know, he can't even feel the cut, obviously. Um, Ron, uh, Rob comes upon the scene, and, you know, he tells them, put down your steel, and I promise your death will be quick and painless. Osha tells Rob that he's outnumbered, you know, six to one. She tells him that she'll take the horse, his sword, and the venison meat. Thank you. Um, and then, uh, Rob whistles, and then we have Greywin and Summer emerging, and one of the men scoff, calling them dogs, and he yells at the others to take them down, and, you know, and then it's on, and it's complete carnage, and, you know, Rob, he manages kills one with the sword, Greywin and Summer making really short work of these, uh, these others in the group, and, uh, Rob and Osha are battling midstream, and, Bran is pulled from his horse in the middle of all this by one named Shiv. Uh, of course, Shiv, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Who holds a knife to Bran's throat. And then he tells Rob to call off the wolves or he'll kill Bran. And Rob drops his sword arm, calls the wolves to him. And it's a gory scene. Like like the, the one uh, woman, her entrails are like all over the place, basically. Um, Shiv- like Bran has to confer. Like Bran's like, okay, I think she's dead. Because <laughs> she's just sitting there with her eyes open. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, Shiv tells Osha to kill the wolves. Uh, she's like, uh, no. Shiv. <laughs> right. Like, you can just, see what like, just happened. Uh, like, what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> Were you not watching? <laughs> <laughs> so then like uh shiv then tells rob to kill the wolves if he wants his brother alive and it's not long until theon's arrow strikes shiv right through the chest and osha smartly drops to her knees and begs for mercy um the guardsmen are all they think it's kind of funny because they they make a point of it a couple times like as soon as they see like the display that has happened they they look uh they react and get sick. One of them, I think, gets sick. <laughs> um, uh, and then Rob rages at Theon at this point, too. And it's like, how could you do that? Like, that was so reckless. Like, you know, he could have, you know, Bran could have been killed. What if he missed? Um, he demands to know why it took them so long to get there in the first place. And then that's when Theon admits that they went off after a turkey. And uh, he was like, how was I supposed to know you were going to leave him alone? <laughs> I mean... Fair point. <laughs> um, Bran uh, thinks that he's never seen his brother look this angry at Theon at this point, and uh, 
Rob's attention turns back to Osha. Um, Theon recommends giving her to the wolves. Maester Lewin suggests they question her. What the fuck? Yeah, Theon's like really violent in this one. Like, kind of got a lot of swagger, violent swagger. Anyway, Rob looks relieved at uh, Lewin's suggestion, thinking, uh, yeah, we'll take her back to Winterfell, and she can live or die by the truths that she tells. Yeah, I mean, you know, we get to, like, you know, it's like that juxtaposition of Rob the Lord and Rob the Boy, where, you know, he's he's pretty brave to be fighting off these, you know, wildlings, and it, it looks like a couple of them were actually Night's Watch deserters. But then, um, you know, yeah, he also doesn't want to kill a woman, you know, like just he's he's not that hard, you know. Yeah. And I don't even know that Theon is. I mean, Theon feels like just says shit because that's like Theon. Yeah. Yeah. None of them are. This was Rob's POV. Yeah. yeah, None of them. But yeah, I feel like this was Rob's POV when Theon suggested giving her to the wolves like in his head. It was just, oh, my God, somebody come up with a better idea now. (laughs) And it it says that he whistled for the direwolves to come, which leads me to believe that like he stopped before he got to Brandon was like, hey, you guys wait here. We've got a situation going on. When I whistle, that's when you show up. Like, what were they doing the rest of the time if he went to go get them? Yeah, like the, they didn't seem like overly disciplined, you know, but I suppose like they're they're on their own land. Like they probably are kind of like more relaxed and, you know, probably more concerned with animals, frankly. Although I also think like when you have those two dire wolves with you, I'd be like, yeah, what's going to happen to me? It's like, you know, oh, yeah, walking two fine. big dogs down the street. I'm not really too concerned about, you know, anything happening to me. Yeah. Well, why didn't they just whistle for the wolves in the first place? Like, why'd they have to, like, go the searching for them? I didn't get that. <laughs> yeah. Like, how well, far away they're busy they, eating, right? So they wouldn't respond if you whistled anyway. Well, I mean, just think about dogs at, like, a dog park. And, you know, they might have great recall everywhere else, but if they're doing something really awesome, like, you know, <laughs> eating an elk or something, yeah, like, they're not Fuck your whistle. Called. I'm busy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, exactly. Like, they might be super obedient and, in this case, like, share a brain with them, but they're still like, meh, no. <laughs> I do <laughs> yeah, what I want. <laughs> kind of what our questions get into. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think, too, just like the fact that these other men that are out with them uh, responded like they did to, you know, basically battle. <laughs> it really shows you how green everybody is at this point. Early yeah. days, early days. Yeah, green is a good word, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's like the end of the chapter. Um, do we have any mail for this one? Yes, we do. Um, a lot of it centered around the dire wolves, of course. Um, so our first one um, from Aruna22 on Reddit. Well, Osha was the smartest one of the bunch, which gives me hope for Rickon. Um, do you think Rob was already figuring out his connection with Grey Wind? The way he talks about the wolves to Bran makes me think he did, um, and <clears throat> he was the first Stark kids actually enjoyed, actually warred into his wolf knowingly. Also, my heart weeps when I realize that Theon only got Rob's knee-jerk reaction, where later Rob praised him uh, for this very action to his mother. Boys, communication is key. <laughs> Not that I think it would have changed much, but it would have been one less thing for Theon to be bitter at. Um, I do think Rob um was already figuring out his connection with Grey Wind. I think 
I'll always hold to the opinion that he was the best warg of the Stark children very early on, just because of him being older and spending more time with Grey Wind, probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah. seems like it would make sense. Yeah, I mean, other, well, I mean, the best warg. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Summer and, uh, you know, the only one we don't really see, you know, we never really think of, we never really see Sansa having that. And obviously we don't see Rick, you know, we don't see Rick and, but all of the, you know, Arya and John and Bran all seem to have a pretty big connection to theirs too. But yeah, I mean, obviously Rob is kind of like, I think sort of probably wanted to talk to Bran about like, hey, are you, are you having some weird ass dreams? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes at night. I'm a wolf, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I just I'll be in the middle of a battle, I'll take a nap and like I'm a wolf. <laughs> and and Brand's like, yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm a bird, a wolf, <laughs> a winged wolf, all manner of things. <laughs> you know, guy guy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um our next is from uh, Natasha on the Discord. Um the difference and the behavior of Grey Wind in Summer is interesting. Where Grey Wind is obedient and leaves the corpses when called, Summer savages Haley or Halley's body, um, refuses to leave it when Rob calls him, and then feeds on it when the battle is over. It is quite disturbing. A hint of darkness or desperation to come with Bran. Um, then Wyrette, um responds in the Discord and says, uh, in relation to Natasha's question, or simply Summer is less, discipli- less disciplined, um, the anomaly seems to be for a wolf to obey. Um, which we've kind of already talked about this a little mm-hmm. bit. I guess uh, Summer's more typical of a dog in a dog park <laughs> scenario. Well, and plus I think that some, I think Summer might have been reacting differently because Bran was more, in more immediate danger. Yeah, that makes sense. Anything else? That's okay. All, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, we have a couple more. Um, so this one is from Wax Serpent on Reddit. Um, when Rob says, I listen to Maester Lewin, I listen to everyone. Do you think that is Rob's problem, which manifests itself later in uh, in later chapters? Or is it a sign of a good leader that he listens to everyone? It's a sign of a good leader. I mean, right off the hop, easily. To, you should be listening to everyone. Yeah, yeah I think so, too. All right. And our last one is from a Tumblr anon. Um, I used to think the whole Jamie refuses to tell anyone what happened with Ares thing was a pretty convenient plot hole. But after being in this fandom for the past year, <laughs> I'm now convinced no one <laughs> would have believed. Him. <laughs> I feel like we got a, a front row seat to exactly how easily he only did it to save his father. And because he knew he'd have Lancer troops to protect him, wouldn't uh, would have become accepted fact. If people in Jamie's head don't believe him, why would Ned Stark? Hmm. I mean, that's fair. I'm, yeah, <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> yeah, I agree. We could rail about the greater fandom's um, delusions about Jamie for an entire episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty fruitless and pointless, too. Like, just if you think about the crime that, you know, Jamie committed, it's like a sacred sin. Like, so. Why would you even bother arguing with anybody about why you did it? You're just, about you just why. know yeah, exactly. the climate of it is never going to be accepted for you to have done that. doesn't matter what, even if it was completely and perfectly justified. Why give yourself that headache? Yeah. 
especially when you're basically going through PTSD and you're super traumatized. And you're 15. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> okay. Is that it? Yes, that is all the mail. Okay, wonderful. Thank you guys for sending in your messages. Um, if you want to send us some more, you can at closethedoorand at gmail.com. You can reach us on Tumblr at closethedoorandcomehere.tumblr.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Door Podcast. Consider liking, subscribing, reviewing, wherever you may listen to your podcast. Um, you could also support us on Patreon. We appreciate that always. And I think that's going to bring us to the end of the episode. So thank you both. I'm now closing the door. Get out.